Aloha, listeners. Welcome back to Spiritual Intersections, your favorite podcast about bridging the gap between science and spirituality. This is Lena Miller, and with me, as always, is the intellectual and spiritual Mark Christopher. Hey, everyone. We have a special holiday podcast, so to speak, for you today. And although our focus is going to center around the winter solstice, it's not going to be super science heavy. We'll delve more into the spiritual aspects of some of our favorite holidays and maybe even a history lesson or two. But first, you know by now that Mark and I don't have all the answers. And it's important to note that the answers we do have may not align with your thoughts and feelings. So shoot me an email, lena at lenamiller.com if you have any questions or want to argue your point. So to our podcast today, Mark, uh, holidays are more than just rest and fun, right? It's a time when families and friends, communities get together. Um, but of course, they're also an integral aspect of many of, of today's world religions. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm I'm so curious about what direction this is going to go today. Yeah, Lena, and, and thank you for indulging me. I know this the holidays, as as you are aware, and maybe some of the listeners who know me in real life are aware. I love the holidays. I think it's just a fun, festive time where you kind of get to celebrate and you get to dress up your life. You get to dress up your food and your clothes and your music and everything just kind of gets this fun veneer, this fun coat of paint. And But why are we doing that? What is going on? And why is it that a lot of these holidays all seem to fall right around a similar time of year, right near in late December? Is that by design? Is that by happenstance? Um, you know, again, we don't have all the answers and some of the things we say may even be controversial because there is debate on topics and there are you know differing levels of thought on on some of these reasons but let's start with the science because we always try to start with the science and just go into what the main thrust of why all these these holidays seem to fall and the answer is is a pretty clear one when you look at all of all of the different religions and that is because this the winter solstice happens on right on and or, or around December 21st, December 22nd, um, of course, by our Western calendars um, every year. And what is the winter solstice? Well, that happens to be the time when the ecliptic of the sun or the sun's travel across the sky is creates the shortest time of daylight in the year. So, um, it, and I should also mention in the Northern Hemisphere, right? A lot of these religions and festivities were born in the northern hemisphere so it's very northern hemisphere centric although the rest of the world has co-opted and, and adopted these these same dates but it all sort of started in the northern hemisphere which is why looking at the ecliptic and and the some the winter solstice is so important and why is it important from a scientific point of view right i i think the the answer there is because once you have the shortest day of the year, anything beyond that, you start having more light, you start having more daylight in your day. And for when these when these festivals and these, you know, religious functions were created, you know, people weren't inside with electric lighting and having access to, you know, all sorts of other 
aspects that can light their world, they were very much dependent on the cycles of the moon and the sun and everything that was happening on the day-to-day, you know, rotation. So it became a big deal when you actually were able to survive to the shortest day of the year and everything subsequent to that, the, the sun started to appear longer in the sky and you could start to say, ah, okay, spring is on the horizon. The cold, bleak months of winter, although you probably still had a couple of those ahead of you, you could at least visually see that the days were starting to extend out and get longer. So, um, you know, Len, I'd I'd love to throw it to you and have you jump in with any of your scientific thoughts related to this before we jump into kind of the, the, the religious territory. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered it, Mark. Um, you know, I just think you imagine that tilt of the earth and and right now we we are in the northern hemisphere, like Mark said, we're we're tilted away from the sun. So that's why the the southern hemisphere is experiencing or going into summer right now. But I, I think it's a really good point that you bring up that many of these um, holidays or traditions or celebrations originated in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I, I do know, and we'll get in a little bit to, to paganism, but there are pagans in the South, Southern Hemisphere right now, and and they have advanced their celebration six months to coincide with where they are in the calendar year. Um, but I think science-wise, that's it's pretty much where the the Earth is in relation to the Sun, and and that celebration of um, I'm, I'm going into the spiritual side now. Now, but but that where that sun is hitting us on earth um so i i say we jump right into the spirituality of it yeah and i i think there's going to be we're not looking to tear down any religions or to affirm any specific religion here but i think what i want to focus on and that i noticed in kind of doing this research is that there's a lot of similarity here there's a lot of kind of focus on light. There is a focus on bringing in more light. And with the lengthening of days, not surprisingly, these celebrations often revolve around greater light. So let's start with the the big elephant in the room, and that's Christianity, right? The, the number one question that often arises when, you know, with December 25th and Christianity is, was Jesus really born on December 25th? And there's some healthy debate around this, and most of the debate and and most of the scholarly work of this uh, would argue that he was probably born in the spring and not on December 25th. So uh, what are some evidence of that? If you look at, you know, things like the nativity scene and and the witnesses there, you know, there's baby lambs and, and other small animals that probably wouldn't have been born in the dead of winter. You know, there's kind of there's these kind of bits of, you know, the, the star of Bethlehem and and some other things that scientists all over the place or religious scholars have looked at to say, was December 25th really a date where he was possibly born? I think the one piece of proof that this is the, the date of the birth of Christ comes from some texts that happened a couple hundred centuries after his birth that say that the conception of Mary and the the crucifixion of Jesus both happened right around March 25th on the same day. Therefore, if her conception was on March 25th, his birthday would be on December 25th. Um, that seems awful convenient to me. <laughs> I'm not sure I 100% buy that. 
by that that text or if that was just sort of something that was backfilled to justify the date. But I think there's some other strong reasons as to why um, Christians use December 5th, 25th as the date of, of Jesus's birth. And Lena, I'm going to let you kind of jump in and talk about what some of those other religions and, and reasons might be why, why we celebrate today, D- December 25th as Christmas. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it, overall, or, or taking kind of a, a general look at this, um, without delving too much into to all of the different religions and, and the reasons why in the December 25th. Um, but in general, if you look back at history, you know, there was a time when the the Roman Catholic Church or, or Christianity is trying to convert people from this pagan religion, which again, we'll get to in, in shortly. Um, they, they really noticed a, a pushback when it came to certain traditions and, and pagan holidays. Um, so they tried to c- compromise and, and give them the best of, of both worlds. And, and I think this is, is one of those examples. And, you know, I want to back up a little bit that I was born into a Christian family, um, you know, baptized in the Methodist church and, uh, but I'm not really religious in the go to church on Sunday's way, um, which allowed me this freedom um, to be open-minded and objective about all of these different world religions. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm in Qigong and Chinese medicine and yoga and, and Buddha. And, and maybe that's a, a well, it, obviously it would be a whole another podcast down the road with world religions. Um, but my roots are in Christianity. Um, but my ancestral DNA is it really lies in Scotland and Ireland and, and land of the the salt. So maybe it's no wonder I have a fascination with this um, paganism, which is a pre-Christian religion. Um, you know, they base their their year on what's called the um, the wheel of the year. Um, and it's this annual cycle of, of seasonal festivals. So you can imagine that you have these these seasonal festivals. I think there are eight of them. I have them listed. Um, but you, we know the um, the spring equinox, the fall equinox, then our two solstices, but they actually had midpoints of celebrations. Um, so it was just I, I like the rhythm of, of that um, that cycle of celebrations. So then, you know, circling back to when this Christianity is is trying to to spread and convert, um, they had to make these compromises and and really, okay, <laughs> let's convert to Christiana- Christianity. We'll keep the the winter solstice or Yule or or um, Saturnalia, which I'll I'll throw it back to you, Mark, for that. Um, in exchange for converting to Christianity. So so speaking of those pagan holidays, Mark, do you want to talk a little bit about Saturnalia and, and moving on into other um, aspects of, of the world and what's happening at this time? Sure, sure. And I again, I'm not a pagan expert, but there are <laughs> some festivals that happen around this time of year, uh, Saturnalia being one. Um, which was kind of the pagan tribute to the agricultural god of sowing and harvests. And so starting to sow the fields, right, so that by spring they would be ready to go. Um, But it was also associated with the renewal of light theme coming in and and the coming of the new year. And similarly, Mithras, which was the Roman god that they, you know, 
worshipped the most um, was that was the most holy day. Mithras's birthday was the most holy day for Romans, and it revolved around celebrations involving the sun. So, you know, there are some that say, you know, it, it makes sense even from kind of a poetic point of view that when you have the birthday of the sun god from in the terms of Mithras, you you can combine that with Christianity's birth of the son of God, and you kind of get this connection where, as Lena was saying, you're able to get more people in because they don't feel like they're giving up their traditions and they don't feel like they're totally jettisoning something as important as the 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 pagan festivals that were happening around solstice time around December 21st. And it's interesting to note that Christians, you know, who presumably were around at 0 AD for the birth of Christ didn't actually declare Christianity until 264 AD. So it was a couple hundred years within the tenure of of Christianity and of course it had to grow from the from the death of of the Christ figure. So it took a couple hundred years for them to actually land on this date. And like Lennon was saying this was a compromise to kind of loop people in. But you know, I want to kind of make sure we're keeping with our theme and this isn't becoming a history podcast, right? Because really a lot of this is revolving around the sun and is revolving around light coming in, um, you know, and, and just one other thing I'll mention on paganism is that the Christmas tree, which we often look at as the end all be all symbol of Christmas is really comes from a pagan tree and having a, a live tree in your house or around your house decorated was a pa- pagan part of the Saturnalia ritual. Um, so even the things that we take for granted nowadays have their roots in some of these pagan festivals. Yeah, I'd, I don't want to get too far off our, our solstice and the celebration of light, but I think you brought up a really good point about the uh, the Christmas tree and where that came from. Um, and, and long before the advent of Christianity and um, there, these plants and trees that remained green all year long had a special meaning for people in the winter. You can imagine this, you know, bleak landscape, it's cold, um, and you have this pop of green everywhere. And, and so there was that that special connection. And, and so just as people decorate their homes during the festive season with pine and spruce and fir, whatever, um, ancient people hung evergreen um, boughs over their doors and windows um, they thought that it would keep away witches and ghosts, evil spirits and illness. Um, and those you, you'll see parallels in with the ancient Egyptians, the early Romans um, in Northern Europe with the mysterious Druids. Um, there was this evergreen symbol of, um, you know, representing or, or marking the occasion um, to to bring that spark of light back in so that they could start celebrating that. Yeah. And I would just add to that, even the exchanging of gifts comes from pagan times and from the Yule festival, where it was this real celebration of life coming back and this celebration honored by giving gifts to one another at this time. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to leave any religions out, but I, I will mention that Hanukkah, which is, you know, an historical event um, based on, 
the lighting of the candles and the candles that lasted for eight days uh, with the the war against the Maccabees. And please forgive me if I don't get that exactly right. But the the point being behind it, it also is a, is a celebration of a festival of lights, right? It really is about more light coming in and making the light last longer. So we can see the similarities kind of carry through Hello, hello, future Mark here. Just to correct the record, because I misspoke a bit on Hanukkah, um, the Syrian Greeks invaded the Jewish homeland and captured Jerusalem. And it was a gentleman named Judah the Maccabee who fought back against the Syrian Greek army. And their oil lasted for eight days, which is the Festival of Lights, which is celebrated as Hanukkah. Apologies for the previous error. You know, and even Kwanzaa, which which is not really a religious holiday, um, but it it started off becoming based around African harvests. Um, started in the sixties, and it and it was a celebration of life, and was seen as something that could be used to celebrate Africa while still being complementary to Christmas, and it it kind of has these various pillars that are celebrated. Uh, making it more akin to Thanksgiving, some say, um, but again, not an expert here. So um, I think that that brings us kind of to our history lesson. But the the idea, I think, overall of all of this is that with with the coming of the longer days, there are natural inclinations and natural desires to um, shift, to make maybe resolutions of things you want to change, um, you know, this this natural rebirth cycle where winter is often seen seen as the time of death, right? Where the trees are dying and, you know, the old and the infirm may have trouble making it through a winter. And it was often the hardest on animals and people and plant life. And then as as Lena was mentioning, you start to see these these green, evergreen, you know, or the this the hints that life and rebirth is coming about that's kind of what we're aiming towards here so you know i hope you found this interesting of course we welcome conversation on this because we're not experts and we would love to get your feedback on this um lena yeah thanks for for wrapping that up and and i think this 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 winter solstice um these celebrations are are all it's like a the sense of hope right you know you're it's an acknowledgement of of the fertility and new life that's to come while you're in the darkness of winter and so it's i think there's really beautiful whatever religion you are and whatever holidays you choose to celebrate um, it, there's just a really special time uh, and to really acknowledge what you're celebrating. Yeah. Um, so today we have a very special, um, instead of me leading the meditation, uh, Mark is going to lead us in a meditation. But but before we do that, I want to segue into that with this really beautiful quote um, by Danielle Lee from Reclaiming Our Ancestral Roots. And it goes like this. We still share with our ancestors the need to celebrate the rhythms of our lives guided by universal forces far beyond our control. So as we now imagine our swiftly tilting planet sweeping around the sun, 
its axis slightly askew, we can still marvel at the universe's emergent patterns and take the opportunity to meditate on our own rebirth in the months to come. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. With that, we're gonna we're gonna go into a bit of a meditation slash visualization today. So, again, if you are in a place where you can't comfortably meditate, i.e., you're driving or uh, you know, save this for later. Um, otherwise, if you're in a place to do so, uh, let's 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 join together for a little bit of meditation. So, get into a place where you can feel comfortable and relaxed, and just let any thoughts of the day just drift away like clouds in the sky. And start deepening your breath with some deep inhalations and exhalations. And as we kind of meditate on these winter festivals, feel yourself just warm and cozy in your body, whatever that feels like. Maybe imagining yourself sitting next to a fireplace or enjoying a cup of hot cocoa, just whatever brings that inner warmth and coziness to you in this moment. In last week's episode, we learned about and started practicing some grounding exercises. So let's do that again. Let's just practice grounding yourself here and now. Imagine a line coming down the bottom of your spine and grounding you into the earth. Feeling yourself really connected with Mother Earth and connected with the cycles of earth as we move into this time of year, appreciating the death that is necessary before the rebirth can come. As you're feeling that grounding, realizing that winter is a time of shedding off what isn't needed just start to ask yourself a question. What habits or beliefs can I let go of? Can I let proverbially die in order to experience more clarity in my life? What can I let go of to have a deeper sense of myself? to connect with my own spirit. Just allow whatever imagery comes to mind to just be there. And as you're in this meditative state, imagine water rushing over your skin, making you feel fresh and confident. Start to ask yourself, what strengths would you like to bring with you in the coming year? What would you like to emphasize and see more of? What aspects of yourself 
do you love that you really want to amplify? And start to bring those in like the growing light that comes from solstice. Allow yourself to connect with your own inner light. Maybe imagine that light starting either in your solar plexus or your heart area. And see it just start to spread out in your body, creating warmth and expanding out from your center as it fills your body with light and warmth. Just like the coming of the longer days, this light is gonna sort of envelop your entire body as you plant the seeds, as you sow the seeds for the coming spring and the coming year of all the good things that you're ready to create. Feel that sense now that everything is all right. Everything is perfect. This time of rebirth, this alchemical moment of coming back to who you are, to your true self. And take a couple deep breaths in that light and warm place. And then allow that to be with you as you sort of come back into your body, wiggling your fingers and toes, joining back into your consciousness and knowing that at this time of rebirth, you carry that with you and you're going to have a great year to come. With that, we'll end the meditation. Thank you, Mark, for that beautiful meditation. I feel all warm and fuzzy, like I just drank a cup of mug of hot chocolate and all relaxed and feeling good about uh, these longer days ahead and, and really being with the darkness and, and knowing that that light is coming. So yeah, another great podcast with you today. I want to thank all of our listeners out there. Remember, you can find this and all previous podcasts at www.lenamiller.com. Have a great uh, solstice, a great holiday season, and we look forward to speaking with you next time. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs>